This episode is brought to you by HP Instant Ink. No one is reading your mind, but HP Instant Ink knows when your printer is running low and sends new cartridges before you run out. So you never have to think about ink. For details, visit hp.com slash instant ink Spotify. Conditions apply. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Signals from the Frontline. Every Monday and Friday videocast live on Twitch and rebroadcast broadcast on YouTube as well as iTunes. Thank you for joining me today. Francis is off visiting his family, and we're actually really short-staffed here at Frontline Gaming. Everybody decided to take their vacation uh, last week and this week, so it's the re-show again. I hope you're excited, because I am. Uh, today we're going to talk mostly about 8th edition. We're going to do kind of a free-form show, and I'll answer a lot of your questions as I was doing with the Twitch chat before we went live. For any of you who are watching us on YouTube or listening on iTunes, feel free to join us on Twitch 11 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, and you can join in on the pre-show chat, answer a lot of questions. It's pretty fun. But today, um, we're going to talk about a couple news items first, and then we'll jump right on into the Twitch chat, and I'll be happy to answer some questions. So this weekend, the crew kind of took a day off. Uh, We haven't been able to do that lately. We've been working so much. But we did take a day on Saturday just to uh, drink uh, beer, eat pizza, and play 40K. It was really fun. A big thank you to Dylan, who dropped off a 30-pack of beer, and to John, who uh, got pizza for everybody. It was extremely nice. Really, really appreciate that. And it was a ton of fun to just sit and play some Warhams like normal people. Uh, We had uh, five guys here uh, playing kind of like a round robin, and we just had a blast. Eighth edition is so much fun. The creativity and the list building that's already coming up is incredible. We had... uh, One of our painters put together a list that was all Chaos Demon Engines with um, uh, some support characters, and it was really good, really fun. Mauler Fiends, Defilers, uh, Forge Fiends, Hell Brutes, Hell Drakes, running around the table, getting buffed up by other characters. Really, really cool, really fun army. It's something that in 7th edition would have been absolutely horrendous, and he was doing really well with it, having a great time. Uh, a ton of fun. I played my Eldar Wraith host army. I've played like six games now, and the army is absolutely a blast to play. The games go like an hour to get the games done. It's super quick. I only have 21 models in my army. And I have to say thanks to Twitch chat because I wasn't even planning on playing the army, even though I have the models, uh, until someone had asked us to play it on the stream. One of our subs played it and ended up having a great time with it. And I've been fine tuning the list. It's actually really good and it's really fun. Um, I'll def- you'll definitely be seeing more of it uh, in the days to come. But uh, the Wraith Army has gone five and one so far. It's it's really good. Again, that's an army in seventh edition that was terrible, and in eighth edition it's really good. I think I would struggle with some um, with certain builds, but it's good enough that I would take it to an RTT and expect to go two and one, maybe even go three and zero, oh and have a really fun a fun time playing it. Uh, really, really fun, really good time. And I'll put an article up uh, as soon as we're allowed to talk about points, which will be the release day coming up this Saturday and show you all kind of how the list has evolved and uh, put that out there. Cause I know a lot of people have um, Eldar Wraith construct armies and they would love to see some effective ways to play it. And I think I've found a pretty good combo 
ton of fun. Frankie did manage to finally knock me off my pedestal. He beat me with his Sisters of Battle or uh, Adeptus Sororitas. And they are incredibly effective in 8th edition. Just an incredibly good army. Uh, how many times can I say incredible? We'll, we'll get a tally going. But the army is so good. And that's my other tagline. I think I'm going to need to make a shirt that says so good. But uh, that army is incredibly effective because of all of the combos that they get. Uh, any army that we've seen so far that has transport vehicles that are good damage dealers and that the unit inside can kind of fill a role opposite to what the transport vehicle does, you have a really good synergy. With the Sisters of Battle, you take uh, emulators that can move and then um, advance and still shoot their 12-inch flamers, and then the unit inside is loaded for bear, usually with things like melted guns. That's just such a killer combo. Um, and Celestine, I would say, is probably top three best characters in the game. Pretty incredible when she dies, if both of her uh, bodyguards are also dead, when she resurrects, you can put her anywhere on the table, which is fun to have Celestine pop up behind your army and then use an act of faith to move in the next turn and then charge you. Yeah, my, uh, my Farseer and my Spirits here didn't survive very long after that. So be aware of that when you're playing uh, Adeptus Sororitas against them because it's extremely effective. And as we've mentioned, those penitent engines, my goodness, they are so powerful. Um, quick, hard to kill, double flamers or double heavy flamers, which are incredible. And then in melee on a four plus, they can attack again. So you want to save a command point to reroll that if you don't get it. But Frankie just plowed through me with those guys. I had to send the Wraith Knight in to eventually take them down, but they just uh, kicked my butt. Really, really fun. Great game. And um, finally, the Wraith Army did get taken down. But uh, you're going to continue to see it more as I take it out against uh, uh, some other armies. Because I'm, I'm very curious to see how, I work, uh, how it works against a hardcore long-range shooting army. Uh, one of our other painters, Brandon, took out a Harlequin list in his first game of 8th edition. He had a blast. Uh, the army is just extremely effective, quick, hits very hard, has a ton of tricks. Uh, all An all-Harlequin army is going to be great. You could also sprinkle in a couple of uh, Drukhari or other Aeldari units for some long-range shooting. And uh, you've got yourself a stew, baby. That's a very effective uh, army as well. And it's also interesting because some of our uh, uh, friends that we're playing, who still their mindset is still in seventh edition, they are struggling. Um, you know, one of our buddies is, was a, a Death Star player, and he's really struggling to adapt to eighth edition because you can't really do the things you did in seventh with that style army in eighth and expect to uh, to win games. If you just bum rush forward, uh, a canny player is probably going to take you apart. So. Uh, you got to unlearn or try to forget what you did in seventh and adapt to eighth. You know, like you can't have your characters out front. They're going to get smoked. Uh, no one is that tough. You know, if you focus fire on a unit, you're probably going to kill it. So uh, there's some people that are still adjusting. But in general terms, everyone that's come in to play the game, to learn to play the game, has been nothing but smiles and just loving, loving eighth edition. And I'm curious to hear in chat what your experiences have been because Generally speaking, the way it's gone uh, online and in my personal experiences, it's a huge success. People are coming out of the woodwork. I have friends who haven't played in six years that are uh, blowing the dust off their models and coming back into the game, which is great. So uh, once I pop into chat, I'd be happy to hear all of your experiences and answer some questions. But before then, please make sure to join us tonight at 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. We do have a 
live 8th edition 40k game that we're going to be playing. The uh, Twitch subscribers voted, and the vote came in as Jukari versus Adeptus Mechanicus. So that'll be a lot of fun. Um, caveat, <laughs> we're very short-staffed, so we're, we're recruiting one of our painters to play one of the armies. He's never played the army, so uh, please be uh, patient and gentle because um, I'm sure he's going to make some mistakes. But uh, we'll showcase two of these armies, and Admech and Drukari both are extremely good in 8th edition. They have some very, very powerful units, so that should be a very fun game uh, as well. But uh, as stated, we had to recruit, we had to pull from the cheap seats to, uh, to get this going. But tomorrow, for Tuesday Night Fight, we will have uh, our staff back. So uh, that will be another fun game. And make sure to vote on what you would like to see for tomorrow's game as soon as that poll is live. Also, if you have not done so, please purchase your SoCal Open tickets soon. The event is filling up. It looks like people are reacting very positively to 8th edition, and we continue to sell tickets every day. So if you'd like to attend that event, I recommend buying your ticket sooner than later. Again, that's going to be October 21st and 22nd in San Diego, California. It's going to be an awesome time. And we're also coming up to that time of the year again. Start thinking about the Las Vegas Open. Registration opens up in July, and that event sells out mega quick. The 40K singles event sold out in days last year. We had to open it up for more slots, and then it sold out again. Uh, Age of Sigmar was triple-digit registration, so if you do want to go to that event, I would start putting a little bit of money aside as uh, if the past is any indicator of the future, it's going to sell out very, very quickly for the main events uh, for Games Workshop games. So please put that on your calendar, uh, and the event will be the last weekend of January this year. So please mark your calendar and get ready because the Las Vegas Open is a premier gaming event. Can't wait to see how big it is in 2018. Also, the Bay Area Open is coming up at the end of July. Going to be really, really fun to see how it goes, right? This is going to be one of the first major tournaments of 8th edition. Uh, we have 150 people uh, coming to the event. It's going to be really interesting to see how the meta develops at this early stage because we, at the playtesting group, we know um, what we think is going to happen and we know what we found was occurring in our games, but it's going to be really interesting to see what happens when people take the game and they play it in a live test environment. We're going to be playing right out of the book. It's going to be batch play, 2,000 points, three detachments. The only thing we're even considering changing, because we're going to be playing book missions, is we're considering possibly using the mechanic we've mentioned of whoever finishes deploying first gets a plus one to go first instead of just automatically going first. Uh, in in uh, testing, we found that automatically going first, as people get used to it, it incentivizes really kind of narrow builds. Uh, what, we, what we found was that the meta kind of devolved into either I go hardcore alpha strike shooty army with the minimum amount of drops to, to maximize my chance of going first, or you're like, oh, I don't care, and then it was just crazy MSU spam. Um, it, it really kind of uh, created a binary list building paradigm, and we didn't feel like it was super positive. So a lot of the events uh, are not using that mechanic, but 
Uh, we're not going to make that decision until everybody's had a chance to play 8th edition for at least a week or two. So just keep that in the back of your mind um, when you're playtesting the game, when you get your book. And think about that as a, the only possible change that we're considering making for the Bay Area Open, as otherwise we're playing directly out of the book, book missions, all that fun stuff. Um, and and be, bear in mind when you're playing that, that there are certain armies that will almost always go first, like a shooting knight army that could have three, four drops. It's almost guaranteed to get first turn every single time unless you can seize the initiative. And uh, they will shoot all the things that can shoot them, that can damage them at range, first. And what we found is if you don't have enough line of sight blocking terrain, uh, the game can be effectively uh, maybe not over, but the other player can be on their back foot before they even get a chance to do anything, which is not a super fun play experience. So uh, that's enough on that topic. Just keep that in the back of your collective minds when you're playtesting and uh, let us know what your preference would be for the BAO when that time comes and we'll go from there. Also, the beautiful industrial ITC terrain and mat that you saw on some of the live stream games that everybody has been raving about. It is an exceptionally beautiful set of terrain and mat that will be going up for pre-order very soon. So please keep your eye on Frontline Gaming and get ready to put your pre-order in when that is available. And we hope to start shipping those next week. And that pre-order should be going up, if not tomorrow, very, very soon. All right, let's pop into chat. Uh, actually, really quickly, we'll go over the ITC events. There's a, a ton of events going on this weekend before I jump into chat and start answering some questions. But we have events all over the place. Almost everybody's jumping directly into 8th edition, which is great. I'm very excited to see that. I know there's a couple of events that were uncertain if they wanted to go 7th or 8th, but the hype train has left the station, and I feel that almost everybody's going 8th at this point, right out the gates. So make sure to check the ITC calendar, jump out there, get your points. And uh, keep your eye on Frontline Gaming as well, because we will let it be letting you know very, very soon how the ITC is going to handle this transition into 8th edition. Most of the documentation is already prepared. We're just hammering out a few of the last final details here coming down the home stretch. But yeah, we've got events all over the world happening this weekend. Get your points. All right. So I'm going to jump in and answer some of these questions in the chat. Uh, Raichu Kase, yeah, the, um, our Australian and EU FLG web store are currently down. Uh, we apologize for that. Uh, it's an IT issue. We're working on it. It's just right now we're like super short staffed and we, we just lack the manpower to really focus on fixing that. Um, uh, very sorry for that. Please hit us up at orders at frontlinegaming.org if you would like to order something in Australia or the UK or the EU, we're working on fixing that problem as I speak. Um, it's actually kind of a complicated, kind of a complicated issue, but we will have that done. We hope to have that fixed this week. Uh, Jelen Tree says the hype train has no brakes. I don't think so at this point. It looks like eighth edition is a smash success. Uh, Minthu, can you go over how scything talons work? Um, I don't have the book in front of me. If I remember correctly, please take this with a grain of salt. This is not gospel, but if I remember correctly, doesn't matter how many sets of Scything Talons you get. Um, if you have one set, you get reroll once to hit, and after that, I think it gives you plus one attack. Um, and I, I, would, I assume you're probably talking about Trigons. They just get plus one attack, um, if I remember correctly. And again, I don't have the book right in front of me, so please go check yourself, but that is the way I remember it. Uh, Axis of Entry. I gave a starter paint set to a friend who played as a kid. Now he's back into the hobby. Awesome. Uh, bought some Chaos Marines. Yeah, Chaos is extremely good. 
Um, you'll hear me say that a lot. There's not very many factions that I don't think are kicking butt right now. Um, we, I think that the, the GW team did a great job of making almost every unit in the game viable uh, with only a few exceptions. Um, Narul, some of you guys have the most interesting screen names. Uh, thanks for your advice. I'm still going to ask. Okay, I'm sorry you were talking to somebody else, but yeah, shoot your question my way. Uh, Archon 91, do vehicles and bikes suffer the minus one to hit for moving and shooting? Everything in the game, unless it specifies on their data sheet, suffers the minus one to hit for moving and shooting. Um, I am not, that, that's one of those rules that like, I don't find to be, I feel like there's some units that should ignore the minus one to hit for moving and shooting, like um, bikes. Because now taking a bike with a multi-melter or a land speeder with a double multi-melter or something is like a little bit less appealing. Um, and vehicles too. I mean, even the Bane Blade gets minus one to hit for moving and shooting. So, yep, that is the way that works. Uh, Naru School SC2. Besides a can wall, are there other good options for orcs? There are no bad options for orcs. I mean, unless you wanted to go all grots. I've played uh, Horde orcs. I played Speed Freak orcs. I played all elite orcs. When was the last time you saw that army? When was the time you ever saw that army? Um, I played can wall. I just showed you guys the can wall first because all my cans had just gotten finished getting painted and I wanted to play it. Um, orcs are mega mega effective and you can go you can play them any way you want uh, i think that the least powerful orc army that i played personally was all speed freaks uh, meaning all trucks with boys it was very good it wasn't bad don't get me wrong at all but the only time i lost was when i played that uh, mobile shooting armies um, could get you could take you down they could take you apart because because of the small unit sizes you started to feel morale a lot uh, as trucks explode and you've only got a unit of 12 boys, if they kill four or five, your morale starts to become an issue. And I started losing boys from running away. Um, but horde orcs are amazing. Uh, taking a mix, I think, would be really the best way to play. Storm boys, uh, horde boys take a couple units of, like, trucks. I really like um, uh, the scorches. They're like the little buggies with the heavy flamers because they can outflank. They're really, they're extremely good. All the orc flyers are good. Um, the weird, all their HQs are amazing. One of the problems I found with orcs, and this is not really a problem, it's only a perceived problem, is that I wanted to take every HQ and they started eating up too many points because your pain boy is, is exceptional. The Kef mech is almost uh, a requirement. You always want a war boss in almost any type of list. The, the knob with the wall banner is such a force multiplier. Uh, the weird boy, as I've said multiple times, absolutely incredible. The named characters are really fun to play. Um, the only, like your real problem with orcs is that you're spoiled for choice. And my only honest critique of them is that they don't have that many ways to put things in reserves. Crimea River, right? Like that's, as problems go, that's a, a, a pretty small one. Uh, let me see, Buzz J. What are your thoughts on Gene Stealer Colt? Hybrid metamorph weapon options. I feel like most of them aren't worth it. I don't remember those off the top of my head. I apologize. It's hard to keep every single data sheet uh, in my head. If I remember correctly, the metamorphs have the, the rock cutter and the drill, if I remember correctly. And those things hit extremely hard. They are expensive. But when you consider that your army can almost entirely pop up uh, and, and potentially assault, um, they are really effective. Whether or not you think it's worth it is a question that only you can answer. Um, you may want to consider putting units like that in rock grinders um, or a similar type transport uh, to more effectively get them where you want them to be. 
Bishop P.S. Does plasma and company ancient work? Uh, and they're talking about the wording. Yeah. Uh, just because one says slain and the other says destroyed. I mean, they're insinuating the same thing, right? Like the model's been taken off the board. Um, I think that that's a little bit too much of uh, being a little too pedantic. Uh, I think that the verbiage is, would be the same there. Uh, maybe worthwhile uh, FAQing it, but the intent with the, the ancient is that if a model dies, they can shoot one more time before they die, which I've had a couple of people with Space Marines saying that they're getting their butts kicked. Space Marines have more options than anybody else in the game. The company ancient plus apothecary plus shooting unit, um, that combo is, is ridiculously good. Can Overwatch, can you Overwatch with a minus one to hit, says Jinking Riptide. Uh, Overwatch is, if I remember the rule directly, again, please don't quote me, uh, you do not, you ignore modifiers uh, for Overwatch. You always hit on a six. Um, but you, again, open your rule book and take a look. It's right there in the, in the book. Uh, Novastar, so if playing out of the rule book for BAO, does that mean players will be playing different missions and different deployment types. No, the mission will be set, but the deployment type will be different for every game. Well, potentially different for every table. So we'll give you the mission. Uh, we're not gonna play them in order because we don't wanna finish with the relic as the final game. We'll probably play them in reverse order for the BAO. And yeah, you, the person who does deploy, who does get to determine the, the map will roll for it. Um, we are gonna play like as close to the book as possible to give people a chance to get used to the new edition and then form their own opinion on the missions and all that stuff. Colossus OMG, I have seen no one playing Blood Angels. What type of Sanguinary Guard list would be decent competitive list, do you think? Uh, Blood Angels are one of the, in my opinion, I think they're one of the best assault armies in the game. Um, I feel like it's obvious, but really the key for Blood Angels is taking a lot of their different characters that have buffing auras. You, and you have, you're spoiled for choice with Blood Angels. You have Dante, you have the Sanguinor, uh, you have your Chaplains. Um, if you want to play Bling Wing with the Sanguinary Guard, they're, they're, they're infinitely better than they've ever been uh, because a two-up save now is incredible. You don't even really need an invulnerable save in most cases. And they hit extremely hard. Um, you could just take Sanguinary Guard with buffing characters and you'd be good to go. I would recommend some shooting units to give you a little bit more versatility, but it's not a, necess a necessity. Uh, also, I would really strongly consider taking a look at Death Company with Power Swords um, or Power Axes. They are just devastating in melee. They hit so hard. Uh, I would also recommend sprinkling in some just normal Assault Marines to bulk up your army. You don't want to have too low of a model count, in my opinion. And Blood Angels Assault Marines are very effective when you get all those buffs. Um, and they're, re they're very reasonably priced. So that would be a recommendation for me uh, if you want to make a really fun and effective list. But you could go all Sanguinary Guard. That's one of the beautiful things about 8th edition is that you can build whatever you want without Come the Apocalypse Allies, which in my opinion is, a, is better for the game. Shasizalzeev? Sorry, I'm sure I said that wrong. Any word on a rematch for last week's Wolf Eldar game as a Wolf player, uh, you want to see Vengeance. Yeah, um, that game ended so quickly because Frankie forgot that Wraithguard can leave combat and still shoot. It's a mega powerful ability. So he came in hot trying to tie me up and he just forgot. And I, I even asked him, you can see it in the replay. 
I was like, oh, are you going to consolidate? And he said, no. And I was like, are, are you sure? Because if you, there's some tricks that you'll learn. We'll, we'll do a video about this because people are, are missing it or some people are missing it. Um, you can consolidate, when you pile in and consolidate, you can go into other units, right? So you can snag other units into combat, but uh, any unit in the game can fall back, but they have to be able to make a legal move. So what you do is you surround, or you just, you don't necessarily have to completely surround, you just have to make it so that one model in the unit you charge can't fall back without moving through an enemy model, which they cannot do, and you pin them in combat. And this is really important. Like if you wanna play a melee army and win, uh, you have to master these little tricks. So when you assault, try to do it so that you can snag one model and base him, right? And get it so that he can't move out of combat and then they can't fall back. Then you can't get shot. It makes a melee armies much more effective and you have to be really mindful of this when you're positioning your models. And as a defender, you wanna be mindful of pulling those models so you don't leave any stragglers that can be uh, surrounded. And if you wanna win with melee, um, it's critical to master that skill because as you guys play more, you'll come to see how important screening units are. It's very similar to Age of Sigmar. And the only way to, um, to effectively go into melee with a, an army that has multiple layers of screens is you have to get these techniques down where you're, you're keeping yourself locked in combat because what a shooting player, a shooting army will do is they'll let you hit the screen. They'll pull the models to try and prevent you from holding them down. They'll fall back from combat and then they'll blast you. It'll be really frustrating for you as a melee player if you don't master these little techniques. Um, and you, you, guys will, you guys will start to get it as you play more. I will uh, uh, we'll make a video to show you some of these little tricks and tips for melee. Uh, Mythos23. How do you charge a unit on top of ruins um, on a second floor? Do you measure vertically? Yeah, you do measure vertically. Um, you do measure in three dimensions. You always have in 40K. Some people have not. Uh, but that is actually a question that I think would be good for an FAQ is how to resolve some of the vertical movement issues because we've been, we've been asked that question like a million times. Uh, Lock Infinity, do you guys ever offer an army swap trade program? Uh, we have a secondhand shop. I think that that would be kind of what you're looking for. If you want to sell your old army for store credit, we give really good rates. Um, you can take that store credit, buy new models, or you can buy other secondhand shop models, or you can um, put that towards a paint commission. So if you want to use that, um, that service, we'd be happy to do that. And that's kind of in the vein of what you're discussing. Uh, Geekmaster K, in the ITC, would it be reasonable to use scat bikes as counts as wind riders for shuriken cannons? until I can get some WYSIWYG models ready. That I would say no, right? Like that's if someone put all their devastators down and like, oh, my missile launchers are actually heavy bolters. That's gonna be really confusing. I know it's a bummer. It's a bummer for all you guys that have scat packs. Um, I don't and do feel bad for you simultaneously because the shuriken cannon is in my opinion, way better for scat packs now because you can, um, uh, you don't get a penalty for moving and shooting and then they're, the, the, the rend, uh, effect is really good. You can advance and shoot, especially if you take uh, battle focus, you can advance and shoot with no penalty. It makes them crazy fast. Um, if you do want to use your scat packs, they're still really good. I recommend just keep make, playing them as kind of a static unit. I know that feels weird. Put an Autark nearby them to get reroll once to hit. Cast Guide on them. Uh, it helps a lot. But um, yeah, that, that uh, in a friendly game, I would say no big deal. 
But if you're playing in a tournament and your opponent was not comfortable with that, they're completely within their right to say no dice. Because it would just be like me, it would be the exact same thing as saying like, uh, my Lehman Russ has all heavy flame responses when they're, they're not modeled that way. That, that's not an acceptable WYSIWYG. Um, yeah, you, you may have to, to break those bad boys off, which is always a pain in the ass. The Geo Commander, do attacks that let you pick up a unit during the shooting phase pick up a unit? I do not know what you're referring to. Pick, uh, oh, pick a unit, my bad, uh, pardon me. No, you can never target a character unless it's the closest unit. There, there is no getting around that unless you have a rule like Sniper. Um, there, it has to specify that you, oh, that's a good one because you can pick a unit. Uh, I will have to check on that. Um, I do understand what you're saying. I'm 99% certain that you don't target the character, but I will, I will double check. That's a good question. Um, also, GW did release the Malanthrope, Forge World Big Mechs, and Yavara. Ujjayim, uh, where did they release that? Because other people were saying that that was like leaked on a, a third-party site, which I can't comment on that yet. Um, I haven't seen them on any of GW's media, but perhaps I missed it. Uh, Raichu Kase. Gabriel Seth gets plus one attack to every six, uh, but he is only unit with the rule that does not uh, say the new attacks can't generate more. Uh, that's probably an oversight. Um, GW, like in Age of Sigmar and 40K, have taken the stance that exploding attacks do not generate more exploding attacks. So if Seth lacks that verbiage, by raw, yeah, he could infinitely explode, but I would be like 99% certain that that was not the intent and that it's probably a typo. Uh, hack a duck. My friend keeps bringing cheesy Wraith Eldar and is refusing to play eighth. Well, Wraith Eldar are really good in eighth, and if he wants to stay stuck in seventh, then he can play by himself. That's funny. Um, yeah, the times have changed, right? Like. I, when people take these weird stances like they're refusing to accept reality, um, I, I don't know how to respond to that. Just uh, tell your friend that if he wants to play, then you got then you got to play eighth. <laughs> you know, like I hope you can uh, resolve that one. That that's that's a frustrating situation to be in. But if he wants to keep playing seventh, he's going to be the only one doing it in the not distant future. Uh, Soul Grinder getting minus one to hit from moving makes pretty questionable for the points, says Scarsoul. I think the Soul Grinder is, is overpriced. I agree with you. He's really good. Uh, our, like As I was saying, one of our painters was playing him on Saturday and was wrecking people with the Soul... Uh, or, I'm sorry, with the Defiler. The Soul Grinder minus one to hit for moving. Yeah, I mean, if you think that's bad, try playing Orcs. <laughs> They're hitting on sixes when they move and shoot heavy weapons. So... Um, uh, Astromilitarum, same same thing. You're hitting on fives. Um, yep. Like, as stated, the minus one to hit, I, I get it. It's simple. Everyone plays by the same rules. I, I just think that more aren't, more unit types should probably not get that penalty because it makes a lot of the weapon options not super appealing, in my opinion. Um, if you hold still and shoot, you're good to go. Uh, but yeah, you're going to want some kind of a reroll mechanic nearby to make that more accurate. Um, Old dirt. Do passengers overwatch? No, they do not. Because um, you're not charging the passengers, you are charging the, un the vehicle. Uh, uh, Shasazeev says, hey, all grots could work. 
Got swarms for troops, killer cans for melee, and then the Grot artillery. You know what? You got me. I think that that actually could work. Uh, Bishop yes, does plasma overcharge uh, and company? Uh, we already answered that question. Uh, my uh, orc boys are, oh, it's just more of a statement. Frontline Gaming, uh, Lordwin says, I played three knights in a shadow sword versus a guard list with three mana cores, six basilisks and drop plasma squads. Got the first turn and then one B, I lost the shadow sword and one and a half knights. Uh, so I could say very shooty list can weather the fire from the knights off the table. Um, I'm having trouble reading what you're writing uh, if they do get first turn. So I, the, the point I think that he's trying to make is that um, really hardcore shooting armies can handle uh, the knight army. And yes, that is, um, that is very true. My so good count is at one and my extremely good count is at three, says Old Dirt. Extremely is up to eight. Good. Thank you, guys. I need to uh, open up my thesaurus and come up with some more adjectives here. Chingon Man, uh, why is Typhus a cheaper but better version of the Lord of Contagion? I can't answer that question. I don't know. Um, I don't know what they both do. There may be some difference. Maybe you look at their keywords. Maybe there's some difference there. Perhaps it was an oversight. Um, I don't know. And bear in mind, too, the indexes are just to get us going. GW has said this multiple times. Like This is the starting point. Codexes are coming, and I would expect a lot of change in the codexes too. Um, don't take the indexes as like like what the game is going to be forever, because it's just it's not the case. Opinions on plague bears and poxwalkers that are amazing. Uh, poxwalker poxwalkers I think are one of the best screen troop units in the game. They ignore morale on their own, which is crazy crazy good. They're cheap, and plague bears are also an excellent screen unit. They're an ex excellent objective taking unit. They're really good to summon in. To the game uh, i think both are, are great units they don't do a lot of damage but who cares that's not what they're there for uh, mikhail Lennon, do you think people will be able to adapt to the whole new cover mechanic i.e just being obscured and not wholly in the turning piece does not give you cover yeah uh, that's a huge change right but cover is not like cover is not as big of a deal as it used to be right in seventh edition it was like critical like you always try to get a cover save in eighth edition half the time i don't even care if i have a cover save or not because it, it just, it's like Age of Sigmar doesn't come into play that um, frequently. Um, but yeah, it is a big change. So if you want to get a cover save with like a vehicle or a monstrous creature, you can't, it's not enough to just be obscured. You have to be obscured and touching the terrain piece. That's a big change. That like, that's kind of like a, 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 some mental gymnastics are required for that. Just because you're 50% covered does not mean you're getting plus one to your save. You have to also be in or on the terrain piece that is giving, that is obscuring you. Um, kind of strange, but it takes some adjustment, but uh, that is the way that it plays. Uh, thanks for answering the question regarding orcs. Any thoughts on Grey Knights? Grey Knights are really good. Um, Arab Viking, been subscribing for 21 months. Thank you so much. Uh, Grey Knights, yeah, Grey Knights are really good. The, they're very fragile. So when you're playing Grey Knights, when you're writing your list, you have to think of how do I survive going second? How do I maximize the impact of my units? Because I do a ton of damage. Like, your models are just as fragile as a Space Marine, but hit three, four times harder. Every unit can do mortal wounds. You have double the firepower of a unit of Marines, and you hit, like, infinitely harder in melee. So you have to think of ways to get yourself into position to take advantage of your offensive output while minimizing your, your defensive weakness. And that's going to take some smart play 
that's going to, a lot of it's going to be about trying to overload a flank, um, not fighting a one-to-one battle. You want to overwhelm your opponent and then minimize his ability to hit you back. So I think the Grey Knight player um, has a lot of tools. I think you just have to be really smart about the way you play. Also, uh, Paladins are, are amazing and they're very durable. Uh, Buzz J. The Metamorphs take Claw, Whip, or Talon. That's right. They take the uh, more organic weapons. Um, you know what, Buzz J? I wish I could answer your question off the top of my head. I don't remember what they all the, the details of those weapons. I apologize. Uh, but it could be a good topic for another show uh, where we have the book open in front of us and we can really dig into Gene Sealer Colt because uh, in my experience in, um, in testing, they're very, very good. Uh, Dark Raptor just subscribed via Twitch Prime. Thank you so much. We really appreciate your support. And um, we're getting close. I think we're going to hit enough money to afford fiber, uh, which is going to make all these streams so much better. Scarsoul. Thoughts on how the Grey Knights versus Chaos Demons power up reflects the overall balance of the two armies? Power up. Is that matchup just unfair? Uh, I, I actually do not know what you are referring to with that. Um, in our experience, both those armies work just fine. Uh, I don't. There, I, it sounds like there's like a specific rule interaction that you're referring to, and I, I, I don't know what you are referring to off the top of my head. Uh, Plasma Cannon Devs plus Company Ancient for the wins is Bishopius. Yeah, that is extremely good. Just do not move and shoot the Plasma Cannons. Uh, because you will be overheating on a one or a two. It's not fun. Uh, they die really quickly. I guess then you make yourself die to shoot more with the company ancient. That's actually very clever. That is actually very clever. Then you want to overheat on purpose till you get double the shots. And then you have a, an apothecary there to bring him back to life. That, well done. That's a good combo. I like that. Uh, do weapons that gain extra hits on a six get extra hits in Overwatch? Most of those say no but I don't remember off the top of my head again. Um, you have to check your book. Yeah, and modifiers cannot be applied. So I am not certain on that. Uh, I know some of the ones that have exploding sixes actually specify that they don't work in Overwatch. Um, but uh, that's that's one to go open the book and take a look. Uh, have you handled the drop pod model itself in your playtesting? Uh, asks Bravich 2017. Doors up, doors down. I always glue the doors on my drop pods shut. I have forever. I just hate, I can't stand modeling those damn things with them, uh, the doors opening and shutting because it's, it's just such a pain in the butt. It doesn't really matter in this edition. I mean, the only thing it would really matter for is line of sight. Um, that's one of those ones I just, I don't think it's that big of a deal. Um, some people play that you can see through them. Some people don't. I, I, I honestly don't think it's that big of a deal in this edition. Uh, Shasalizaliv asks, is there a good reason to take Wolf Lords? Wolf Preems seems much better as buff characters, and the main ranged uh, Wolf unit already gets reroll once to hit. Yep, good points. The Wolf Lord hits a lot harder than the Wolf Priest, but the Wolf Priest is excellent. That uh, really comes down to preference. I think that neither is a bad choice. Um, if you're going to run an army of like Grey Hunters, which I think Grey Hunters are one of the better troops in the game, because they can take a Bolter, Bolt Pistol, Chainsword, they get two special weapons, and then you can take a combi weapon on the Sarge. Uh, in that instance, a Wolf Lord would be awesome because you get reroll ones to hit. You can take a bunch of plasma guns. Uh, he's going to buff you in shooting and in melee. Uh, I think the Wolf Lord has its place. It just depends on how you want to play your army. Uh, how do ranges work with Overwatch? Uh, yeah, if you charge from nine inches away against somebody who has like flamers 
and their 8-inch range, they don't get to shoot the flamers. Overwatch pretty much follows the rules for normal shooting. Mepithran. What is your opinion on Biovores being able to put mines when they miss shots uh, due to Overwatch being able to hinder charges? Uh, yeah, that's a really good question. Um, technically, when you miss, you place a unit of um, spore mines, and then you could use that to... Uh, impede someone from charging because of the order of operations. That is definitely, that's one for the FAQ. Um, that's a really, really good, really good question. I think by raw, it would work that way and you would be able to stop people from charging. Uh, I don't think that that was intent, but we, we will definitely put that one on the FAQ. And uh, Shasleaf says he knows why the Space Wolves lost in our last game. He just wants vengeance. Uh, we will definitely play more Space Wolves. They're a blast to play, and uh, you will see more of them for sure. We're just trying to show as many different armies as possible right out the gates. Um, MP3AN asks, what is your opinion? Oh, we already asked him that question. I apologize. And I'll answer, let me see, I'll answer two more questions here. Uh, suddenly I'm glad I kept my shuriken cannon bits from those models. I hate having to break off the scatter lasers, but it might be the option. Yeah, Geekmaster K. It's just, it's really tough when you're not WYSIWYG, but it is a pain in the butt. Some people might be okay with it, but, um, if you go to a tournament, you have to expect that someone might say, no, I'm not cool with that. And... Uh, wall is well. Wall weasels. Do you think Acts of Faith would be better if it was used in the Psychic Phase versus the start of the turn? I feel this hits units and transports or deep striking Seraph from really hard. Having it in the Psychic Phase? No, I don't actually at all because we've played a lot, a lot of Adeptus Sororitas. Acts of Faith are insanely powerful. It's like, I would argue it's almost better than, than um, Soul Burst because you control it. Uh, maybe not. They're, they're, they're close. But what you do... Um, what you do with it is you use things like um, uh, you move your transports forward, maybe double move, uh, have your units get out. Um, they can shoot twice. They can they can move twice. I don't I, having it at the beginning of the phase is is great. Uh, I think it would almost be too much if you didn't. When you get blasted by a unit of four melted guns twice uh, in the same turn, it's it's brutal. <laughs> um, I see what you're saying though. It'd be nice to move before using it but you can use them to move you, right? Um, it makes the threat range on your units bonkers. Celestine can like fly across the table and charge something. So I don't, I don't think um, it should be in the psychic phase personally. I think it's extremely powerful the way it is. Uh, and then last question, let's see. Uh, Daco2k, oh, this is a good question. Can you get two ranks of units in melee if the units have bigger than one inch bases? Uh, yeah, because you either have to be within an inch of an enemy model or within an inch of a friendly model that is engaged in melee. I believe that is the way the rule reads. Again, open your book. But it's not like uh, it's not like AOS where it's only the models that are in range. Um, uh, if I am remembering correctly, you just have to be within range of a friendly model that is within one inch of the enemy. And if someone has a rule book and wants to double check on that, uh, please do. Um, but I'm 99% certain that is how the rule reads all right guys thank you so much for joining us i hope you enjoyed uh the re-show on signals from the front line and this was episode i believe 540
God, we are getting up there. Thank you so much uh, for joining us as always. Thank you for those of you who subscribed. We hope to see you again tonight at 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. We have Drukari versus Adeptus Mechanicus. And if you're a subscriber, please get ready to vote tonight on what tomorrow's game will be. Thank you so much, and we will see you tonight.